Hello all and thank you for joining us today. In this podcast series, we're talking to doctors from the Eye Institute to get a behind-the-scenes look of what their day-to-day lives look like. In today's episode, we're talking to Dr. Mahar. Can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, like she said, I'm, I'm Dr. Andrew Mahar. I was a graduate of PCO Salus in 2015 and did my residency in 15 through 16. Um, I'm one half of the glaucoma service along with uh, Dr. Richard Bennett. Um, after I joined the service after recently completing a two-year fellowship that just ended last Labor Day. Um, together, we have over 40 years of experience in glaucoma. Uh, I also spend one shift in emergency, which helps to uh, shake things up, and then a primary care shift um, with the third years of budding optometrists and soon to be second years on Friday afternoons. Uh, I have a a bit of involvement didactically, um, all virtual now, of course, but some smaller scale lectures with the uh, scholars program. And then uh, I work in the glaucoma course for the international students, the scholars and the traditional program. So can you kind of walk us through what a typical day might be for you at the Eye Institute? Sure. Um, So I'm mainly in glaucoma, so that's kind of my typical day, but I'll I'll share the other days as well. Um, Since I'm mainly in glaucoma, um, all days, Wednesdays, and uh, Thursday and Friday half days, uh, I really, when I get in and kind of unpack, I I start with a review of the schedule um, to kind of just see what the day looks like, um, seeing if there's any new referrals and and kind of what their, their background and story may be. And then I look at the existing patients that I already know well and and just kind of see how they're doing and uh, kind of what to anticipate. Um, There's at least one staff resident, primary care resident um, with me. Uh, And so uh, we usually catch up in the morning and I I talk to them and and highlight some uh, unique or or good cases for them to see since they're they're still learning as well. Um, And this kind of helps augment their specialty exposure. So we, we love having them around and they're a great help as well. Um, from there, uh, you know, the students rotate through many specialties. So I always touch base with all the students, get, get a number to see how many we have, um, and make sure they're set with getting into the EHR. And, um, if they have any questions about the cases, especially if it's their first time in the service, um, try to, um, get them almost down a a rabbit hole that we want them to of focusing on the glaucoma. Um, but there's definitely more that, that kind of comes in along with the glaucoma, um, with each patient. So um, once each student gets their, their patients and, and starts working them out, there's a bit of a waiting game. So we'll wait for them to report in 30, 40 minutes or so. But the ball really gets rolling once they start reporting, especially if they all come out at once. Um, so typically, like my role um, in the service, I, I like to say I kind of put out the proverbial fires. Um, you know, if, if they come in and, and pressure is really high, vision is, is down from before, or they have any other sort of major complaints that see, kind of seem awry from what they've consistently been, uh, either myself or the resident, if there's more than one fire to put out, um, we'll go in, we'll, we'll take a look and kind of see what, what's going on with it. Um, and then ultimately, since every patient has been very loyal to Dr. Bennett, the chief of the service, um, he, he's what I like to call the, the, you know, the final act and um, he'll come in and they're all happy to see him and um, I've, I've kind of made sure the prescriptions are set, any other, um, any other needs are met. And, um, you know, in some cases, if we have to get them to a specialist for a, a secondary uh, disease or presentation they have going on, um, we take care of that there. Um, so I always tell the students, you know, patients can have as many diseases as they pleases. And 
Um, we'll always address those issues when we see them, um, but don't always just anticipate glaucoma because there's definitely more. Um, so that's the morning. The afternoon is pretty similar to that. Um, with the reduced schedule, I've been able to have more of a lunch. We, we like to joke and say lunch is a privilege at TEI. Um, so we get a small bite in to eat. And then uh, the afternoon is pretty similar to how the morning is. It's typically this, the same group of students um, coming through and we kind of field any questions or anything like that, that they may have. When it, uh, when it comes to emergency, um, for those who are familiar with the service, um, it's a triage service for both new and existing patients, anything from a pink eye to an injury to the eye, um, anything that kind of seems urgent and worrisome to the patient, um, they'll, they'll come in for. Uh, the, the resident, and, and this goes for all of the clinic, the residents are the pulse of the clinic. They really run the show. And um, it's, it's primarily them, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much the overseer, so to speak. And um, so they'll, they'll triage the patient. If they kind of think something is, is odd in the triage, they'll, they'll report to me for things like that. And then once the patient's finally back and, and been looked at, um, you know, if it's another tricky case, which most of them are in emergency, they'll, they'll kind of run their game plan by me. And I'll either say, you know, what do you think of this or that? And we'll kind of bounce ideas off each other if, you know, if, if there's more than one way to do something or I'll I try to ensure that they're learning. So I, I kind of have them tell me what they want to do first and then I'll, I'll pose what they, what I would like to do. And then we kind of come up with a game plan from there. Uh, you know, the, the emergency service is nice to have because it does definitely keep you on, on edge with um, just anything can really walk through that door. Um, I even got a call about an hour and a half ago of a, a patient of mine who had came through emergency and I, I talked it through with the, with the doc there. Um, just about what to do because it was kind of a unique case. But it keeps you sharp. It keeps you on top of everything, even, even if it's not glaucoma related where my kind of bread and butter is. Um, but however, there is kind of an overlap as that call uh, kind of mentions that uh, there is some uh, glaucoma that walks through there as well. Yeah, well, that sounds really exciting. How is it working with those students and residents that might be seeing these cases for the first time? Um, it's it's exciting because I remember seeing some of my first cases and, you know, you study so much and you read about it and then to actually see it, it really does a good job of bridging that gap that you typically don't always get in primary care where you're just seeing routine eye exams. Um, you know, there's a lot of disease at the clinic, so sometimes that isn't the case, but, you know, a lot of the students, I, even with the mask, you can just tell in their eyes that they, uh, they're excited to, to see something and learn um, about a new, a new condition that they haven't seen themselves in person. Yeah, I can definitely imagine that. So what is something that you do as a TEI doc that patients or people outside of the Eye Institute might not know of? <laughs> I had, a, uh, I know you gave me this question and I had a little trouble actually, because I feel like I'm, I'm pretty open with what I do and, and, yeah. things like that. and I like to talk about my hobbies to see if, you know, other people have that interest and, um, and share those hobbies. So, um, I like to hike, I like to snowboard, um, going this weekend. Um, I like to fish in the summertime and I'm looking into mountain biking, but, um, in some of my spare time, even before quarantine, but it, it also happened more during quarantine, I, I started to make my own beef jerky and I recently started making hot sauce. Um, one of the uh, admin, my admin co-workers, his family member, one of his family members grows ghost peppers down in Carolina and they have a whole harvest. They 
bring up a box each year. And so I've been taking those and making hot sauce kind of somewhat from scratch, but, you know, reading uh, recipes online to get a sense of what to put in, what not to put in it. And um, I've been bottling them. And since I usually get them in late fall, um, I've been able to actually gift those hot sauce bottles as a holiday gift for, for those that I know um, who like Little Spice because the peppers are no joke. Um, but I, I wanted to get a bit creative and, and thought, you know, <clears throat> for things that maybe some don't fully know, um, I've always been into like really building or creating things. And I always loved Legos as a kid. And even now, I think when I'm helping my nephews back home build Legos, I might have more fun at it than they do. Um, <laughs> so I think like that can kind of translate as an adult into um, like woodworking and, and kind of building things there. And I live in an apartment now, so it's, it's probably frowned upon to open up shop here and might break my lease. So that's something I'm, I'm aspiring to get into once I, I do buy a house. Um, so, yeah. So do, do you think it's important to kind of be like personable and talk to your patients and sharing those types of things? Do you think it makes them more comfortable? Absolutely. I, I think any sort of common ground and I, I find common ground all the time and it's on many different things um, with my patients. I think it just grows a stronger connection, um, especially in, in glaucoma, since um, we typically see patients at, at the least four times a year to check their pressure. Um, so we're seeing them frequently. And, you know, it reminds me of that first during my fellowship. Um, I wasn't as much of a familiar face. And I kind of come in the room and I, I get the look from the patient, like, what do you do with Dr. Bennett? And I've seen that evolve over the last two years to, oh, hey, you're, you're you know, you're Dr. Bennett's uh, lackey or that. And I, I kind of say I'm like the Robin to his Batman. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been nice to kind of see that connection grow. And any topic that comes up, it's kind of spur the moment. It might be something they're wearing, uh, something they mention where um, I always love to find that common ground because I, I do feel like I, I, I've grown a lot of bonds with, with these patients. I love that. That's awesome. So kind of going off of that, what, is, what would you say is the most rewarding part of uh, being at the Eye Institute in your position? Being at the Eye Institute and at Salus University, it's, it's twofold. So the first part is, is similar to what we, we kind of just mentioned um, with the connection with the patients and um, this, this community that we have, I, I feel honored to serve them. Um, and, you know, a lot of them have a lot of um, tough eye problems to deal with. And so I want to make it, um, one, I want to I get them the right treatment, either through me or through a specialist. Um, but, you know, all in all, you know, when I hear patients say at the end of the day that their needs are met, they felt cared for, that we listened, and that they they really understood everything. I know that I'm not just teaching the students, I'm, I'm educating and teaching the patients as well. And I, I know that I've done a good job when I do that. And, um, you know, with the reduced scheduling um, back when we opened, I think it was June 16th was my first day back. It was just us doctors. There were no students there yet. Um, so it was one-on-one, -on -one, you know, kind of non-traditional for academia, but one-on-one -on -one we call it direct care where, the schedule was so reduced that I, I, although I wanted to keep it short because of COVID and everything, I, I still throughout the exam was, was able to connect more and really get to know my patients a lot more just, just from it being us two in the room. Um, and so having that time spent really allowed more time to converse and, and to get to know them. 
And um, that all comes down to me wanting the patients to never feel like a subject or just a pair of eyes. I want them to know that I'm, I'm viewing them as a whole person when I consider treatment. I'm, I'm considered, I'm acknowledging that like if for an eye drop, for instance, you know, that's something that's an expense each month that they now have to, to use. And this is going to be something that they need to do daily. And I want to make sure that it, it's as undisruptive as possible. On the, um, on the other end of that, with the teaching aspect, um, you know, for some time, I've, I've definitely gained a sense for when a student may not be fully understanding something, even with kind of the masks on, you, you get a bit of a deer in the headlights. And I, I always look at that as a great opportunity um, to, to ensure that by the end of this exam or the end of the day, that they fully understand it and that they're, they're smarter and more knowledgeable because of it. You know, I've, I've heard the phrase a few times at the end of a quarter rotation, I've learned so much, Dr. Mahar. And um, that's really the most rewarding and, and really priceless to me. Um, I feel like it's, it's kind of what motivates me and gets me up each day. Um, you know, because of that, I, I never really dread coming into work. And um, it's pretty safe to say that I never have a case of the Mondays. So overall, I feel really fortunate to be in this sort of position. That mindset probably makes the world of difference to your patients and your your students. It's really a great thing to hear, definitely, in these crazy times that you still are excited to go to work every day and be with these people. That's awesome, for sure. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we end this today? Um, no, I just want to say uh, uh, thank you for, for reaching out to me. And I'm, I'm glad that I have this platform to, to kind of share this. and. Uh, this is officially my first podcast. Love it. You're going to be famous now. Definitely. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be, I don't know how I'm going to deal with the fame. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. And thanks everyone for listening. To learn more about the Eye Institute, you can visit salisuhealth.com slash TEI.